sometimes you just need to be reminded that perspective is everything. And the reason why is because in the midst of a situation or a crisis or a negative experience, the slightest amount of suffering or inconvenience, most of us have a tendency to blow the moment into a far greater deal than it rightfully deserves. I don't know if you can identify with that. But then you look back now with a little bit more perspective and you're able to see that what was once the end of my life proved not to be that at all. And my guess is we have probably been like that since we were babies and we still struggle to grow past it. I don't know if you've ever seen a two-year-old throw a tantrum about not getting their way. Based on the tantrum, in response, you would think that sticking an object in the light socket was the most important and special thing that a two-year-old could ever do. But as a good parent, what do you do? You bring in wisdom and perspective. I know your two-year-old little brain is having a compulsion right now to insert an object into electricity, but because of my wisdom and perspective, I know that that is the worst idea, and your myopic sense that this is fun is about to be trumped by my wisdom, perspective, in hand if you try that again. That's what good parents do. Or when your child is seven and they're outside playing and while running they trip and fall on the ground and they have scraped up their knee pretty bad, what usually happens? They're sitting or laying on the ground wailing at their present circumstance. You would think based on the wailing that every one of their internal organs were combusting at that very moment. And what does a wise parent do? They sit down and they act like a nurturing and wise parent. You clean off the wound, you put some Neosporin on it, you put on a colorful superhero band-aid, you kiss it, you give them a hug. You nurture and then you give them the truth, some perspective. You're going to live. (laughs) You will survive this knee scrape. Or when your seventh grader burst into your bedroom crying her eyes out and by appearance looks like someone may have just attempted to murder her in her bedroom, and then you find out that her seventh grade boyfriend just broke up with her, what happens? Because in her seventh grade mind, this is the most devastating thing that could possibly befall anyone. Her world is literally coming undone and she is losing her will to live. A real-life potential Romeo and Juliet tragic ending is about to take place. But what do you do as a good parent? You are nurturing and you provide wisdom and perspective. You affirm that it does hurt to be broken up with, that those feelings are normal and they sting, but because of your wisdom and perspective, truth and perspective, you also tell her that she is going to survive. In fact, two weeks from now, she will find another seventh-grade boyfriend, as they do, And you aren't even going to be upset that Blaine broke up with you. And if at 40 years of age you were still lost without Blaine, it's time for some intensive therapy. (laughs) Or when your hardworking and disciplined kid didn't do well on the final exam and it looks like he's about to get a B plus instead of an A and he's flipping out, upset, and he is imagining the worst scenarios that take him from not being able to get into college to being homeless what do you do? You're nurturing, and you provide truth and perspective. This is disappointing, and I know that you worked so hard. You really did try your best, but you are going to survive a B, and the slippery slope going from the B to homelessness is absurd. 
or when your 20-year-old college student had a major falling out with her best friend and roommate at college, and she comes home over the weekend, and she's devastated, what do you do? You let her talk, let her cry, empathize with her, make her macaroni and cheese, because that fixes everything, but you also give some wisdom and truth and perspective. You know what? In just a couple years, this event won't even come to your mind. You will have to actively pursue this memory because you just won't think about it or her again. You're going to move on, and you will make new friends and new relationships, and you're going to get a new roommate, and she might even become your lifelong best friend. The worst thing you can do is to enter into that lack of perspective and react as if nothing worse could befall your daughter. When your 25-year-old son is fired from his first job out of college and is in despair and depression, what do you do? When your 28-year-old marriage is falling apart, what do you do? And I'm not sure this changes much when you turn 35, 50, 65. We are constantly in need of nurturing and at the same time wisdom, truth, and perspective. I was reminded of this very dramatically back in 1998 when Isaac, my oldest, who's 20 years old, was diagnosed with a pretty curable form of kidney cancer. And we were at Riley's Children's Hospital for a week. They had just removed his kidney and he began chemotherapy just days after that. And we love Riley's Children's Hospital for several reasons. But in the midst of the surgery and the chemo, your whole world is falling apart. You have fear and anxiety coursing through every fiber of your being. But it was good to be at Riley's Children's Hospital because at the same time, it gave you perspective. While we were dealing with something serious and were tempted to move into our own tragic inner world, when you're at that hospital... You have to walk by the burn unit with little children who have been burned over 80% of their body and are trying to survive and being treated. And it immediately brings perspective. Perspective is critical in just knowing where you're headed directionally. If you are lost, somebody handing you a map will probably do you very little good. You'll just be staring at this map and be completely lost in it. There's one essential thing you need, and that is the little you are here arrow. Now I know where I'm at on this map, and I have perspective. I know whether I'm supposed to turn to the north or to the south. In fact, Kelly and I went on a cruise in October, and it's always amazing to me when I'm on a cruise ship and looking out into the middle of the ocean, you can't see anything, no land, just water for miles and miles. I would be completely lost. I couldn't tell you where I'm at or where I'm headed or what I should do. I would literally be lost at sea. But in the control room sits a captain and an engineer who has state-of-the-art radar, compasses, and equipment that tell them exactly where they are, where they're headed, and how long it will take them to get there. It brings perspective. And as we enter into a new year today, I thought it might be helpful for us to gain some perspective. This will help us as we begin another rotation around the sun. Now, some of you had a terrible 2016, like really bad. I'm not saying you aren't even going to bear the scars and marks of how terrible it was, but I want you to have a little perspective. And, and I don't mean the inspirational new year, new you kind of inspiration, although I'm not opposed to that. I'm talking about the perspective that allows you to see that your whole life is really a mist. When you meditate on the age of the universe and the expanse of the universe, you are such a tiny blip. 
scientists who believe the universe is about 13.7 billion years old, give or take a few years, have developed what is called the cosmic calendar, where they take one calendar year and they squeeze 13.7 billion years into that calendar year by analogy, and based on that, each second of the cosmic calendar represents 434 years. What that means is when it turned midnight and we entered into 2017, if you were just to back it up just one second before that, Christopher Columbus came to America. Now, put your terrible 2016 into perspective of that. You were just a mist. You are moving right now on this pale blue dot that we call Earth 67,000 miles per hour, and you don't even feel nauseous. The universe is expanding, as discovered by the Hubble telescope, at 45.5 miles per second per megaparsel. One megaparsec is equivalent to 3.26 million light years. Therefore, the distance between cosmic objects should double 9.8 million years from now, researchers tell us. The furthest reach we have seen in space is 13 billion light years away. You are just a mist. And this perspective, this you are here moment, should help us as we enter into a new year. The end of that relationship is not the end of the universe. Losing the job is not the end of the universe. Your weight gain in 2016 isn't the end of the universe. Your failed business venture is not the end of the universe. Your kid's jail time is not going to be the most defining moment of your life. It is not the end of the universe. Give yourself some perspective and let God both nurture you in the pain and tragedy of 2016, but let him also provide you with wisdom, truth, and perspective. You are still here. You are still breathing. You have been given the gift of another year. Given the fact that your life is just a mist, be grateful. At the very least, it should frame and put into perspective our place, and it should lead to humility, and nothing makes me feel more small and humble than the thought of my place and time in the universe. A lot of us have big resolutions for 2017, and I'm a pro-resolution guy. If you aren't pro-resolution, I get that. But I would say you should at least have a prayer in your heart for a new year. It doesn't have to be a 10-point task list of goals, but a heartfelt prayer that when you think of the year ahead, you would pray, God, in 2017, would you? Or God, in 2017, could you or could I? What would that be? But if you are a resolution person, you shouldn't make them while watching some motivational speech. No, you should go to a cemetery and make your resolutions there, because that gives you perspective. See what is really important and what really isn't. Because some of you will lose 35 pounds in 2017, and that's going to be great. But you're also going to lose your wife and kids, and if you had a cemetery perspective, you might have made that your top priority instead of the 35-pound loss. Some of you this year are going to finally pay off your credit cards, and that's going to be amazing. But at the end of the year, you're going to realize that you don't have any friends to celebrate with you because you are unlikable. And maybe fixing that should have been a priority even higher than paying off the credit cards. A view of the cemetery gives you perspective to your death and the empty room that should have been filled with friends mourning your loss at the funeral. 
But the other thing that this you are just a missed perspective should do is provide you with a little urgency and motivation. This is it. Your life in perspective is so short and so brief. Ask anyone who is old and dying. They might be 95 years old, but they swear they were 40 just the other day. I'm only 45, but it feels to me that each passing year goes by faster and faster. We are just a mist. And there is no telling how much more time we have left. Even if it's another 75 years in perspective of the universe, it is still just a mist. What that means is you don't have the luxury of time to waste on the things that are not important. It is time to quit wasting time on that addiction, to quit wasting time on that dead-end relationship, time to quit wasting time on that dead-end job that you hate going to day after day. You might not have another year to waste being estranged from your daughter. That call where you tell her that you are sorry, that you love her, that you keep putting off, you don't get forever. You are just a mist. And I don't say this to be morbid, but statistically speaking, a few of you who are in the room right now will not be here a year from now. And I don't mean because you found another church. I mean, (laughs) you're going to be dead. And I pray it isn't many, but in the 20 years that I've been here, I've not had a year yet that we didn't have to say goodbye to at least a couple of you. You were just a mist. But you are a mist that in this moment, before you are forgotten to the ages, has worth and value and meaning and purpose. And you need to live that out now. But in perspective, you don't get several lifetimes. So let 2017 transcend your normal list of resolutions. And you know what I'm talking about because your resolution people, if you're like me, you pull out your list from last year and the year before that, it's the same list. It's time to transcend those lists and begin to live a qualitatively different kind of life. And the reason why is because you are just a mist. Here today, gone tomorrow, we don't have time to waste. You are hurling into the universe on this pale blue dot for just a blip, and I mean a blip in the totality of the ages. And yet, it is a blue dot that God not only created, but that he loves including you, who are reminded in John 3.16 that God so loved the whole world that he gave his one and only son. And that son has invited you to his table. And that table is also supposed to give us perspective. It's supposed to engraft us into a story that is thousands of years old, a story that shapes our identity and who we are and where we find ourselves, a mist who has received grace and mercy. So as we prepare for communion, it will be just a little bit different than normal. Usually uh, the band starts playing and everyone immediately gets up and gets in line to take communion at one of these three tables. But this morning, I'm going to ask you to just sit for a little bit and meditate and pray. And some Gregorian chants will be playing, so it's going to be very spiritual. And let me give you some simple instructions on that. But when you're done with your meditations and prayers, then when you're ready, come up and take the bread and the cup. But here's what I'm asking you to do. I I want you to, just for a few moments, just bow your head, and with the perspective of being a mist in the grand scheme of space and time, what do you need to heal from and bring closure to in 2016? Like, what's those 
what is that thing or those events or this circumstance that I kind of need God right now just to show up and nurture me, heal me, but also bring about truth and perspective. Those things that you don't need to bring with you into 2017, that it's time to just let it go. What is your prayer then also for 2017? And I'd ask you just take a moment and pray that. And you could include goals if you want. You can include resolutions. But even if you aren't a resolution person, what is your prayer for 2017? Pray that for just a moment. And if you don't have one, ask God to give you a prayer of your heart given the fact that you are just a mist. And then after that, when you're ready, come and receive the bread and cup and allow it to shape in your heart and spirit perspective. Let's pray. God, in these next few moments, we just ask that you would hear our prayers as they're silently being lifted up 